radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. Prime time. He's going to the danger zone. Let's go. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Skull, use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? a shitty podcast like 10 minutes into it i would not listen to this hey fellas i love the podcast music created by brian swanson welcome everyone to the week 14 recap slash fantasy playoff hybrid show fantasy football scoop and poop boy that's a that's a mouthful that that title every year like i always struggle to get through it because it's like it's just a hybrid show. We're we're gonna be doing the uh, week fourteen regular recap show, and then we're just gonna go right into the uh, playoff preview here. Bishop, is that is that okay with you? Uh, you're gonna twist my arm about it. Fine, we, we can do it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know you'd rather do f- two solid hours of fantasy uh, fantasy talk here, but I think we'll we'll cut you loose a little this time. <laughs> Appreciate it. So how you been, man? Uh, did you watch much football this week? Uh, no, not really. Uh, took my kids to like the mall, did some of that stuff, and uh, we got we went out to eat. And I turned on uh, Red Zone while I was at the restaurant. And as soon as I turned it on, that uh, uh, Jets quarterback got annihilated. <laughs> and oh I was my like, God. Well. Which which time the first time or the second time because he took oh I don't know he took two massive hits in that game and then like the second one just KO'd him he, he like he cannot he can't breathe he's going to the hospital yeah the one where he got speared yes <laughs> yes that's the one I saw yeah that was an excellent Goldberg spear that's that's for sure if you haven't seen that hit on Mike White go ahead and seek it out because the in slow motion man you could see his body fold in half. Yeah, he literally got folded. Yeah. It's crazy. It was quite excellent. Uh, I did watch a lot of football. Um, I'm feeling good because, you know, I was in the playoffs already. I was I was low stress. I was playing you, which, you know, I, I don't really got to worry about you. Or do, or do I? Yeah, what's up? So, uh, let's get right into the matchups this week. We got a long show to talk about stuff so we'll start as always in the balls mahoney with my occasional crotch chop versus bishop's nitro and the one point victory bishop shocks the world go ahead sir the floor is yours yeah like uh, we all saw this coming obviously 
my uh, three-headed running back of Zeke, Connor, and Pollard put up some great numbers. Uh, very surprised by that. Everyone had a touchdown. Yep. And uh, even my boy Zonovan Knight scored. And I, like I said, I was really hoping I could play four running backs. <laughs> that would have been phenomenal. I thought but, it was uh, over. Yeah. When, when you benched Bam Bam Zonovan Knight, I'm like, there's no way he can recover from like 13 points off on the, on the bench. And little was I wrong. Uh, surprisingly, that uh, James Conner dude, like when he got back from that injury, he's been tearing it up. Uh, he might be a keeper for me if he's keepable. Uh, yeah, but other than that, like Kirk Cousins finally did something against Detroit. Uh, everyone else on my team is terrible, though. Yeah. Well, congrats on the victory. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about matchups. It started off on Thursday night with uh, the Rams taking on the Raiders. And I didn't watch a snap of this game because I didn't want to watch Baker Mayfield or John Wolford or whoever the fuck is playing quarterback for the Rams. Uh, <laughs> but th- I guess they decided to just keep running the football and they did not throw many passes. Devonte Adams only caught three passes. Uh, so only five points. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the game, uh, there was like, a minute minute left or something and the rams were like 98 yards or on the on their own 2 yard line with no timeouts bishop mm-hmm. and baker mayfield is in the game right now baker <laughs> mayfield got to la on tuesday it's a thursday so he's only been in the building 2 days uh takes them down the field with no timeouts scores a game winning touchdown as time expires did you see that? I did not. This is the first I'm hearing of it. It's pretty impressive. Um, that just shows you the Rams playbook isn't that hard to learn, I guess. Yeah. I think uh, Sean McVay said he had a total a total of 20 passes in practice before the game. Practice? Who needs practice? Yeah. Uh, so, like, the, the Raiders have lost to a coach – who has never coached football before in Jeff Saturday. And they lost to a quarterback who has only thrown 20, 20 passes in practice for a new team and has been there two days. Josh McDaniels is the worst coach in the NFL. Uh, I, I I dare anybody to debate that point. I, I agree. And when me and Turtle had that debate over youth coaches versus veteran coaches, whenever I think of youth, I always think of that Josh McDaniels dude. Yeah. He's the first guy I think of. I mean, I'll never forget him for drafting Tim Tebow on his first stint as a head coach in Denver. I mean, he put that evil into the NFL, and you know, it's it's still catching up to him. So yeah, it's it's going to curse. It's a curse. Very cursed. Yes. Uh the Buffalo Bills were cursed because they got to play the uh, the big green machine, the Jets, Bishop's Jets. Uh, that game started with ten consecutive punts, Bishop. That was uh, one. To, that, I was snoozing through that game, man. Whew. That that Jets yeah. defense is tough. Yeah, I've actually heard that they were pretty good. Uh, it's unfortunate because they were playing Buffalo, but I think the Jets could like a, a, a barring that him the quarterback getting annihilated. Uh, I think they would have had a chance to win that game, but it happens. 
Yeah, a lot of struggles for my squad, but uh, you you got twenty out of Kirky, uh, four hundred and twenty five yards, dude. That's that's insane against Detroit. Yeah, I, I thought that game was was going to be a, a shootout, but I guess it took a while because I think the first half it was still relatively low scoring. Yeah, most of that happened afterwards. We don't want to spend too much time on our matchup. We don't want to piss off certain people. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta take time to uh, go through the matchups here, but I think we I know. we pretty much yeah, covered it all, so we can move on into the next matchup. And we had Turtle Inavitsa's New Wave Hickers five versus K Wall's Robot Unicorn Attack, and uh, K Wall needed a win to make the playoffs, and he was unable to do so. Only uh, fifty six points. For K-Wall and 63 for Turtle, and he takes the victory. Uh, Turtle did have an outside chance to make the wild card, but he needed help, um, and he did not get it. So uh, Turtle season is over. K-Wall season is over. Um, talk about this matchup a little bit. Justin Jefferson absolutely dominated. Uh, 19 points without a touchdown, Bishop. 223 receiving yards. That's yeah. crazy. 11 catches, 223. That's Cooper Cup numbers right there, buddy. Yeah, they were playing from behind like most of that game, so I guess I can kind of see it. Oof. Yeah, uh, pretty average days all the, everywhere else. Um, Tom Brady only one touchdown, but a couple interceptions and bad ones at that. Um, Dante Foreman kept getting poached by Chuba Hubbard for some goddamn reason. Uh, don't know why that happens. And Sun got a pretty quiet day, only eight points, no touchdowns for for Turtle here. And K Wall, um, let's see, do you have anything on his bench that would have been hot? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, if he wasn't on a goddamn buy on yeah. week fourteen. Yeah, that week fourteen uh, buy really killed K Wall this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he uh. He, he, Josh Jacobs, like we said, he's on one goddamn leg. And you know what they do? They give him 29 touches, Bishop. 29 touches on a, on one leg. Yeah. I mean, and he still finds the end zone. It was a competitive game against the Rams that they should have won, apparently. But yeah. That's fortunate. Uh, K-Well kind of got fucked over here. Uh, I guess T. Higgins hurt himself in pregame warmups, but the coach did not rule him out or make him inactive. Um, so that's, that's entirely shitty luck for him. Uh, I, I don't know what he would have done in, in place of T Higgins, maybe start like Michael Gallup or Darius Slayton, but those guys didn't really light the world on fire either. Um, but that's, that's terrible when that happens. Like, I, I feel like that's like the third pregame injury that's happened this season. Yeah, um, that's very unfortunate because if that happened to anyone on my team, I wouldn't even know because I, I never pay attention to pregame right. stuff. Yeah, I set I set my lineup on like Tuesday or Wednesday, and then that's it. Yeah, K Wall thought like I did. Uh, he thought that Tua was going to have a huge game in a shootout, but he actually looked terrible. Uh, only one touchdown, and that was even a lucky one. Only a hundred and forty-five yards passing for Tua. This in this whole game, I mean, he usually gets that in a quarter with how much they throw the ball. So, uh, the the Dolphins are kind of feeling it right now. I think that's two losses in a row and two bad games in a row for Tua. 
because uh, yeah, they didn't they play San? Yeah, yeah, three, three point three three weeks in a row where he's only scored ten points. So that's that's not a good trend here for uh, for Tua. But uh, yeah, K Wall ends up not taking the victory. Um, Turtle and K Wall end up finishing eight and six outside of the playoffs, which I'm sure we'll talk about quite a lot later on the show. <laughs> Let's go to the next matchup. And this was a big one in the Shula. We had Pee Wee McLean's Cologne Rocks versus Matt's. Hmm. hmm. I don't recall what it was. Was it something with Gabriel Davis? Hmm. Maybe. I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't sorry, know. Matt. We'll punt on that one. I, I It must not have been a very memorable song. I, I apologize. Oh, it was uh, Lamb Yourself. That's right. It was that Eminem song that you didn't know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I got there. It just took me a little while. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Matt needed this game to win to get into ensure that he was going to make the wild card. He controlled his own destiny and he got it done. 99 to 84. He takes down Pee Wee McLean and he did it with a bad game from Tyler Huntley. Obviously Lamar Jackson did not play in this game. Uh, Only three points from his quarterback. Uh, I don't know about you prime time, but if I get three points from my quarterback, I'm scoring like 50 points that week for most teams, but most teams don't have apparently Miles Sanders, who's the greatest running back in the NFL, apparently. 23 points, 17 rushes for 144 yards and two touchdowns. That's sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody doubts that guy's talent. It's just he's not consistent. I think that's the whole thing is like there's a lot of running backs in Philadelphia. But when that dude has big games, he has really big games. And he, he, he ran into one when uh, when Matt needed it most this week. Uh, Tyree kill, uh, 23 points. Uh, did he have a rushing touchdown? What, what happened? Yeah, but doesn't have any yards. I think that's like the, the fumble thing that happened in the game. Oh, did he I, jump on I, a fumble or something? Uh, I don't think he, someone like the ball just scored it out on a fumble and he like went right to him and then he just ran to the, for a touchdown. But huh. I guess they don't, you don't get the yards for that. I wonder if the special teams gets the, gets, gets the yards or the defense or something. I don't know. It says he's got two touchdowns, but I only see one receiving. So um, I, I know it was on offense. They were on offense, and then they fumbled, and then he just kind of grabbed it and ran. Interesting. But you can't advance on a rumble on a fumble. That's weird. That's what I thought, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into this now. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Maybe there's a controversy here. Prime time. What do you think? <laughs> oh, are you saying something <laughs> might happen with? Uh... I'm pretty sure he still won. No, I mean he won by 15. So there's okay. there's nothing's gonna happen. I'm just I'm just busting balls. Uh, a miracle play from DJ Chark. 16 points for Matt. What a great play for Matt. DJ Chark has been coming on lately. Uh, ends up getting paid off here with a touchdown. His best game of the season, and I think he was a pickup for Matt this week or last couple weeks. So hell of a pickup, hell of a play. And uh, Matt's greatest weapon, defense and special teams. I think I mentioned last week that the New England Patriots have scored like 20 points like four times. 
and he almost got there again with 18 points from his defense. I could go a lot of places if I got 18 points out of my defense, Bishop. Some people get all the luck, man. I don't know what to say. wonder if he got lucky bastard. We'll see. Find out. Um, Patrick Mahomes did have a good game, three touchdowns, but only 20 points because he threw three interceptions. I didn't watch that game, but I guess I guess it got a little interesting. Uh, Denver, I think Denver lit it up offensively, and then Russell Wilson ends up bouncing his head off the turf and gets a concussion, I believe. So um, I did see the one of the highlights that Patrick Mahomes threw, and you'll, you'd love this one, like <laughs> – He's like running around scrambling like he always does. And then he like throws a hook shot pass to Jarek McKinnon. Like it was legit a hook shot. Bishop, you got to really? look this. Yeah, you got to look this up. And you always say that this guy's got like the worst mechanics in the league, right? You, you hate Patrick Mahomes. Is that what you're saying? I mean, like hate's a strong word. I just think he's extremely overrated. Uh, I am surprised NFL defenses have not caught up to him yet. Like, uh, just just uh, pretend like you're defending against a kid who doesn't know how to throw a football, and you will stop Patrick Mahomes. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Peter McClain gets a good game, another good game out of Austin Eckler with 19 points, a uh, huge receiving day, eight catches. Uh, that's that's easy money for him. But nothing, not much else going on. Uh, six from Rashad White with a fumble. Uh, CD Lamb didn't do much because the Cowboys didn't do much. Um, Gabriel Davis only four points. Uh, nine catches from Garrett Wilson though. That that rookie's looking mighty good. He, and he's on he's on the Jets, so I'm sure he's not. I don't know why he's not on your roster. I think I drafted him. Was he the one? No, I I had the other one. I had Elijah Moore. Never mind. Yeah, the guy that like quit playing football apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> But yeah, Matt needed to win to get in, and he gets it done. Uh, Pee Wee McLean still ends up being the one seed, and we're going to talk about these two a little bit later in the show because they play each other in the playoffs next week. Let's go to the next matchup, and we have Mike's Lucky Lucianos versus Giuseppe's The Ted Lasso Way, and Giuseppe takes it down 70-49 to for Mike. Um, yeah, uh, this, this game had no stakes. There was no, uh, playoff probabilities here. Um, Giuseppe had a shot at the lottery, I believe, but, uh, this win kind of sealed his fate. He could not get into the lottery and with all due respect, uh, I think a very forgettable season for Lucky Lucianos. Yeah, correct. And, but getting the top chance at the first overall pick will be very beneficial next year. So congrats on that, Mike. Hopefully your season next year is far better than this one. I don't know how, if it can get much worse, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, talk about the matchups here a little bit. Uh, yeah, not really much going on for Mike. Debo Samuel caught a touchdown, but ends up uh, getting rolled up pretty nasty in that game. I think he's got a knee or an inj- or an ankle or something like that. Uh, it looked bad. They carted him off the field. Debo was like in tears, and I hate see. I love Debo. Like I love I love the way he plays football, 
Uh, I love his personality, but uh, it, it hurts when you see players like that crying on, on the football field. Injuries are no joke, and if it, I, ho- I hope it's not serious because uh, if it's a serious one, it might linger in the next year or two, and that would be – I think it's one of Mike's keepers because he drafted him in the first round. That would be unfortunate if that were to happen. No, I don't think it's serious. I think he's actually due back before the playoffs. So um, it it was more of a sprain than a tear, but it looked real bad when it happened. That's for sure. Uh, Giuseppe squad, uh, speaking of bad injuries, uh, Kyler Murray had a non-contact leg injury when he was rushing uh, on Monday night. Ends up tearing his ACL primetime a year after he gets paid all that money. And... uh, this is why you don't pay midget quarterbacks. You said it was a non-contact injury? Yeah. So he was just running and hurt himself? Yep. He he took a step, and like his knee gave out, and turned out he tore his ACL. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Um, who's their backup? They got like Colt McCoy, right? Oh, yeah, your guy. Yep. Yeah, the Texas Longhorn. Uh, so, yeah, I'm surprised that Arizona ended up losing that game. But... Uh... I don't know, but Derrick Henry, two fumbles. Can we talk about what's going on with Derrick Henry? Absolutely. It's it's not been a good month for, for the King. Like, do you think he's still, like, I mean, he's still a first-round pick, right? I I don't know, man. Like, It's close, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. no one would have thought that I think last he's, year. I think he's in, like, this, <laughs> I don't know. I think he might be, like, Josh Jacobs territory, like Ooh. like Josh Jacobs was this year. You know what I mean? Like end of the or uh, end of the first round, early second round kind of guy. I think because I know I know he's a freak of nature. I know he's a giant man, but he's entering his eighth season next year, and there are a lot of miles on that on those tires. Yeah. I mean, if Tennessee found a way to improve their offense, I think he'd be more attractive option. But I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. Like, I think he probably slots in like the end of the first round, and like whoever drafts him might be real happy that first year. But I don't know about that second year. You know, you want to draft a guy that's going to be good for two years in that spot. And I just, I just can't, I can't say with confidence that he's going to be playing football well in two years because. Make the argument like if you want to win that year, you draft Eric Henry. Oh yeah, that's like a swing for the fences. Kind of pick. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like my two keepers were on not even on my roster. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't even draft my guys. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm keeping them. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Um, I, they might be needing a new quarterback too. So if if we'll see what happens there. But they, I don't know. King Henry is not look great right now. Uh. He did have a good game rushing, like 121 yards and, and a touchdown. Yeah, they played Jacksonville, yeah. But the fumbles are uh, very, very bad, so we don't like fumbles. Uh, Jamar Chase has a great game, 10 catches and a touchdown, 21 points. Uh, yeah, uh, that was a good trade for you when you made it. He ended up getting hurt, unfortunately. Uh, but he's back now and looking good. Adam Thielen, uh, another another good day here. Sixteen points with a touchdown. So, just uh, up gets the victory. Seventy to forty nine. Um, 
hope you guys have a great uh you know holiday season merry christmas and we'll see you guys next year let's go to everybody's favorite division the ditka and we had a little bit of controversy here prime time when uh when sunday morning rolled around we had worms team taylor versus santino's you need not look at the standing wolf pup and i don't know what's going on with santino but he did not submit a complete lineup this week uh, maybe he didn't know there was bye weeks maybe he got busy i i'm not here to make excuses for santino uh, but he's he played a bye week player, and you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get sometimes life gets in the way. You're five and nine, or whatever, you know. Like actually, the time he was four and nine. Yep. Uh, he probably kind of just checked out. He didn't think his game had any meaning, but it turns out he didn't even need that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just paint the picture a little bit. So uh Micah and Worm w- were tied, I believe, or or some kind of situation where they they both had a shot to make the playoffs. Uh and <laughs> a uh a Micah loss and a Worm win would have meant that Micah did not make the playoffs and Worm would have um and we'll talk about why this is big in a little bit here, but yeah, uh you know, when you when you sign up for a fantasy league, I mean, you owe it to everybody in the league to at least submit a lineup of playable players because this this definitely could have really been bad here. Uh, but Santino somehow miraculously ends up winning, eighty-two to seventy-two here. Um, I I would have. I mean, it pissed a lot of people off when it was happening. I'm sure Micah was not very happy about this. I I know. K-Wall was very upset when he saw this. Uh, I was disappointed. I'll say that. And I just, you, you got to show a little bit more effort here, Santino. Um, but I guess we'll talk about the matchup now. It, it's it's all for, it's all a mute point right now because Santino ends up winning here. Uh, do you have anything to say, Bishop, before we get into the matchup? No, yeah, like, like a disappointment. You know, I think this this is not the first time this has happened with Santino. I'm pretty sure this has happened other years. We've talked about yeah. Santino submitting an incomplete lineup. Um, I don't know. I got nothing to say. I, I can't. I, I'm not a judgy person, so I'm not going to say anything. Like whatever. No, it is what it is. No, we we love Santino. It's just oh yeah, you got to you got to do better. That's it. That's it. Um, in the matchup. Okay. <laughs> Santino, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, 31 points. Trevor Lawrence gets four touchdowns, Bishop. It's nuts. <laughs> Against ten- in Tennessee. Yes, on the road, a week after he almost had a major knee injury when he got rolled up, uh, ends up being fine and ends up having probably his best day ever as a professional quarterback, I would assume. Uh, yeah, he was on fire. He he uh he threw three touchdowns, 360 yards, no interceptions. Ends up getting a rushing touchdown as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if if he doesn't get that game out of Trevor Lawrence here, uh, the the narrative changes quite a bit. 
so we mentioned the Tyler Algier play. He got a zero. Kareem Hunt, only two points against the, the Bengals defense. Man, that whole Cleveland Browns thing is looking real bad right now, buddy. Like everything. The, the quarterback, the two running backs, the defense, everything looks bad in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't understand. They were on such a streak for a, a minute there, and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off. I'm kind of curious as to what might be the cause. I know they had I mean, they, they had some pretty easy matchups in there too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But now they got Baltimore coming up, so we'll see. Oof. Yeah, uh, Santino's wide receivers got the job done. Keenan Allen, 15 points. A.J. Brown, 13. And Dalton Schultz comes in with nine. Uh, rounding out a pretty good, pretty good uh, day from available players for uh, for Santino. And on his bench, let's talk about this for a hot minute. <laughs> he had seven touchdowns on his bench between Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. I did not see this one coming. Yeah, things when I turned on the thing I saw. The first matchup I went to was obviously Santino and Worm. Uh, and I looked at his bench and I saw, yeah, <clears throat> Jerry Judy catches three touchdowns. I'm like, what year is this? Like, I don't know. <clears throat> That's got to be his best performance of the year. Oh, I don't even think it's close. Uh, I think it's like three times his best performance of the year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm so happy Santino didn't even need it. Like, he, his team put up a line, uh, you know, put up a bunch of points. He could have beaten quite a few teams in our league this this week. Everyone in our in our division, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's talk about Worm Squad a little bit here. Uh, they come up a little bit short for him. He had a playoff possibility right in front of him, and he couldn't seal the deal. Uh, only score 72. Uh, we mentioned the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Uh, still looks like shit. I don't know why he's you know continuing to play, but uh, I know he had a bye week on his uh, on his backup quarterback here. Uh. Saquon Barkley struggled mightily against the uh, the Eagles. Uh, only three points. Um, only got 11 touches, too. That's kind of alarming. I know he was on the uh, injury report all year, or excuse me, all week with a neck injury. So I think they were getting their ass kicked so handedly. They're like, eh, we're not going to risk, you know, Saquon Barkley getting further hurt. So they kind of put him on the bench. Um, DeAndre Swift was kind of a shocking bad game for him i thought he was on the come up you know he had a, he had a great week last week they were they were playing detroit who are yeah minnesota excuse me they were playing minnesota who is not not a great rush defense and he only gets four points not even a rushing yardage point or he got one excuse me uh 20 yards but yeah it's i did not see that one coming jamal williams end up getting more touches than him and Justin Jackson, of all people, like the backup running back from like the San Diego Chargers, not even the L.A. Chargers, like the San Diego <laughs> Chargers. Uh, that guy's getting running rushing attempts over DeAndre Swift. I just, I just can't, I can't figure out the Detroit Lions backfield, Bishop. I just can't do it. I'm looking at the box score. It looks like you know Detroit was playing with the lead for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they, I don't know. <laughs> you would think he, you would think he would get more rushes because they had the lead, but no, he only, right. still only had six. Yeah, uh, Jam Jamal Williams had sixteen rushes. That's crazy. 
yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me. It, it really doesn't. But get the ball in the hands of your best players. That's all you gotta do. Sun God and Swift. That's it. No, but they got DJ Chark and Jamal Williams getting all the touchdowns yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bad day from Amari Cooper. Only two catches. Uh, yeah, Worm get, Worm's defense turns out with 18 points from the Kansas City Chiefs, but not enough to take down Santino. So Worm is going home. Santino is going to the lottery, and we're going to the next matchup, which is. BDI's these nuts versus Micah's Serbia. And uh yeah, this was the other shoe. Like we we mentioned the worm thing. So Micah wins, he's in. But if he loses, he needed Worm to lose. And we we know that Worm ended up losing and uh Micah ends up losing as well. He he drops a nail biter to BDI, 66 to 62 bishop. Yeah, nobody in this division wanted to go to the playoffs, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of really close games this week. Uh, you could tell it's, it's reflective in the fantasy scores, but, man, am I disappointed in Nick Chubb. That's going to cost me. I'm pretty sure he's now tied, or, or he's really close with Saquon Barkley for end of the year. Um, yeah, Mike just had a really, really bad performance. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson had a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like when, when your tight end fumbles, you're yeah. not having a good day. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate. But I mean, like you said, he still made the playoffs. Yep. BDI wins. Uh, somehow, you know. <laughs> were you Were you mad about this? Obviously, you want BDI to lose. Actually, this is the first I'm seeing of it. <laughs> I, I for some for some reason I was under the assumption Michael won. Ah. <clears throat> so. Maybe I wasn't paying attention that close. I thought Michael won. And then I'm looking, I'm like, oh, PDI won. So now he drops, I think it's the fifth pick? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know where he would have been if he had lost. I'm assuming it would have been. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, there would have been so many tiebreakers coming into play there. I'm, I'm not going to waste my breath trying to figure that yeah. one out. But, um, yeah, Michael loses, but he wins the division. So that that's just... That's perfect. A perfect way to end the the Ditka season. Um, gets gets a good game from uh, Jalen Hurts, twenty five points. Devonte Smith, fourteen points. But that's it. Uh, Travis Etienne, only two points off seventeen touches. That's not good. Um, Nick Chubb, you, we mentioned, not good. Uh, Travis Kelsey catches no touchdowns, which is quite shocking to me. I think that's two weeks in a row that he hasn't caught a touchdown let's do some looking in here yeah that's two weeks in a row he's not caught a touchdown so um not good not a good week for micah uh but like i said he through the magic of tiebreakers he ends up winning the division uh bdi i guess we'll talk about him uh he has like how many players on a buy one two three four players on, on a buy and one of those guys was on IR. So he had five players not playing this week. And still That's... and still ends up winning. I mean, five players on BDI's roster doesn't say like they're good or not, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but more it's it's more of an indictment on the week 14 bye. This is yeah, ridiculous. It's awful. 
I'm gonna say this every every year. I it, this all happened when they started the uh, the seventeenth game in the NFL season. I think it was last. I'm year. pretty sure it happened before that. Did it? So what I'm trying to remember is like what the reasoning behind it, and I'm pretty sure it's because they don't want any bye weeks during Thanksgiving, so they okay. push it back a week. If I, that makes sense. I hate it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate it too. I'm just trying to figure out justification. Right. Um, BDI ends up scoring or playing two Baltimore running backs, and neither of them have good games. Uh, he gets two points out of Drake, four points out of the Gus Bus. He does catch a touchdown and a double dip from Geno to Tyler Lockett. Uh, I don't know. There's there's nothing really else we need to say about this. And uh, Micah wins the division due to tiebreakers. BDI, uh, not a good year. Ended up trading your first round pick. Didn't work out. And uh, you're going home. So, all right, let's get into some awards. <laughs> And at quarterback, we had Trevor Lawrence for Santino. Straight cash, homie. Santino cashing checks here. Look at this. Yeah, that's nice. Absolutely. At running back, we had Christian McCaffrey for me. Straight cash, homie. And wide receiver, we had the weird Tyreek Hill game for Matt. Straight cash, homie. Uh, I still want to know how he scored that touchdown. I, I didn't see that highlight i guess you could i did watch the highlight while we were discussing it yeah and uh yeah it was clearly it was a fumble by jeff wilson okay the ball's just like you know i like the pile is like you know there and then all of a sudden the ball just squirts out goes right to tyreek hill and then he runs which i'm pretty sure you can't advance unless they change the rule that i'm unaware of but it didn't look like like it didn't a defender didn't like get the ball and then fumble again and then tyreek got it right so like we just went straight to Tyreek and he ran for a touchdown. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I we need a we need a scoop and poop rules expert to explain that one to us because I, I Who thought do we call for this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> can we get can we get uh, Ed Hockley on the line here to explain <laughs> the fumble or Santino rules? and his uh, documentations? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's go to start of the week. Start of the week. And I think this was a pretty easy choice. Uh, Trevor Lawrence for Santino, 31 points. Uh, highest score, score playing, scoring player this week. And he's absolutely not an every, every week starter for him. So, good play. And we mentioned Micah struggles this week. And Travis Etienne was a big part of that. He got the ball. He got 17 touches, but uh, yeah. didn't do jack shit with him. He only scored two points off of uh, rushing yardage. He did not catch any passes, no touchdowns. And, uh, you know, a touchdown here and there uh, gets gets Mike of the victory, but, uh, you know, he didn't get it. One lucky bitch. And we're going to give it to Micah. Um, not really lucky in his matchup, but I would say lucky overall, uh, to make the playoffs at six and eight Bishop. That's, 
I can understand uh, people's frustration with the six and eight team uh, and the whole uh, how our divisions work. But uh, I don't know. I still kind of like the divisions mm-hmm. because of the, the rivalry aspect. But I could see both sides of the argument. Well, I mean, the Balls Mahoney had two teams that were eight and six not make the playoffs. And I, I think if you empathize a little bit with them, I think you'd be very mad <laughs> that a six and eight team. I, I believe that we've had a 500 team win a division, but I don't recall ever a losing team making the playoffs, Bishop. Oh, I guarantee you it's happened. You think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I don't know. That might be a that might be a research project for, for maybe Hanzo can do that because I know he's uh, bored at home in Michigan this week. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, Micah, you're very fortunate that you were able to make the playoffs. Let besides uh, losing this week, so you're lucky. The worst fantasy football owner of the week. And for the last time, it's with all due respect, uh, Lucky Luciano's, and uh, yeah, I, I think we've said it a few times this 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 show already. It's just uh, it's over. <laughs> you you lived through it, and now it's over, Mike. So, GGS. And this is usually where we break, but we're just gonna keep this train going, Bishop, and uh, we're gonna reset here. Take a breath, and uh, I did make a uh, a poll this week, but it was kind of a cheeky one. Um, as we know, this is the this is the playoffs, and there's only four teams playing, so we usually have bowl games this week where uh, non-playoff teams can challenge other non-playoff teams to a game to, to basically an exhibition game. Bishop, you're you're very familiar with these. It's just a uh, incentivizing people to pay attention after they've been eliminated. Yep. Wink, wink, Santino. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I still like it. I like it too. We used to, yeah, we used to like do funny names, right? For like, the, yeah, yeah, we used yeah. to like uh, give the the bold names like funny names and sponsors, um, but. Uh, there, are, there are no challenges. I, I guess there's one challenge, but it has not been accepted. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some more activity from people that are, that are not in the playoffs. I, I understand it's the season's over and you've probably checked out, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's fun for us. So if you could find the time, just throw down some gauntlets. Do, do you want to challenge anybody, Bishop? Actually, I was just thinking about it, and I think I know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to challenge Santino. Ooh. Because he might not submit a roster. So that's the best way to win. Thank you. Yeah, thanking man emoji right there. That's, yeah. that's good. I'm challenging you, Santino. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's just get into uh, a very short waiver wire. Waiver. Wire. Waiver wire. Finally. <laughs> Welcome to the last or the week uh, one of the playoffs waiver wire segment. And luckily, this is a real quick one. Zero dollars were exchanged, so we'll go with the first one, which is uh, Serbia, which is Micah's team, acquiring the Detroit Lions defense for zero dollars and releasing Tennessee Titans defense. (laughs) 
And Tony wasted no time in picking up the Tennessee Titans defense and releasing the Washington Commanders defense. I didn't even know you had the Washington Commanders defense on your roster. <laughs> I got a great story behind this. So I'm in playoffs in two other leagues. And in one of the leagues, I have a bye week because I was the one seed, right? So I don't get to play anybody this week. I'm looking for next week, right? And I'm looking at defensive matchups. And I was kind of targeting the Houston Texans because they're a terrible football team. Uh, they, they've had they've gone through like three bad quarterbacks recently. And they're just like easy pickings, right, for a defense. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked up the, the Tennessee Titans defense in – in that league so I can play him next week. And I, I looked to see who had him in our league and it was Micah. And I was like, I said this to myself yesterday. I said, if he drops him for some reason, I am, I'm wasting no time. I'm going to pick him up, pick them up at, at the uh, 10 o'clock hour. And he did, he did exactly what I, I was hoping he would have. And he dropped him. Um, the, the matchup's not great this week for Tennessee, but if there is a chance that I do make win my game this week, I might have a juicy matchup for next week. So that's that's my story about the Tennessee Titans. You're playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers, Tony. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yes. And, and lastly, we have Cologne Rocks acquiring Jarek McKinnon running back from the Chiefs and releasing Kyron Williams running back from the Rams. I think Jarek McKinnon had a blew up last week. Yeah, he caught that. He caught two touchdowns. I want to say, and one of them was that hook shot that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <threw. laughs> All right, and that will conclude your waiver wire segment for the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, it was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of like injuries the week before. There was a lot of injuries this week, but uh, I think we'll we'll see some money being spent by playoff teams next week, for sure. There's a letter in your mailbox. And we got a couple emails. Thank you to all who contributed, as always. Uh, Our first email comes from Dan Kowalski. A very pissed-off Dan Kowalski, I might add. Oh, here we go. (laughs) And uh, the first email is titled, Micah, why does Santino hate you? (laughs) And it reads... Book End Victories by Serbia. Or ver- excuse me. Book End ver- Victories versus Serbia, then lays down to worm in week 14 when a team Taylor loss almost definitely clinches the division for Micah. So, sorry, I read that weird, but yeah. Basically, <laughs> Santino has fucked over Micah three times this year. <laughs> almost. I would argue. Uh... Almost. Yeah, Micah, Micah could not beat Santino twice this year, <laughs> which is hilarious if you think about it. Yes. I guess. Absolutely. And uh, Kowalski's not done. He sends another email here. <laughs> and it's entitled San Can't Win Tino. San Can't Win Tino is the, the title. And it reads Here's a lineup I just threw together that looked pretty good to me. And he lists a bunch of players. And the players are. Jacksonville quarterback, 31 points. Christian McCaffrey, 24 points. Rex Burkhead, 1 point. A.J. Brown, 13. Jamar Chase, 21. Jerry Judy, 29. Bengals kicker, 2. San Francisco defense, 10. 
fucking up the league with a mascot as our RB2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kowalski's just going down a very, very possible lineup for Santino as it would have stood last week. But uh, there's there's two people missing out of that lineup. One of them was self-inflicted in the Christian McCaffrey thing when he inexplicably dropped him in the middle of the season last week or last year. And uh, Jamar Chase, who we traded away for a ham sandwich and Keenan Allen, basically. I mean, I think it's funny that both teams in that trade are, uh, you know, all we're almost in the lottery. Right. Well, one of them was, but. Yeah, one was, but <laughs> almost a second. Yeah. I hear you loud and clear, Kowalski, but, you know, Santino pays his $200 too, and, you know, he gets to run his team how he wants. Um, so let's go to the next email. And it's from Hattori Hanzo, and it's a would-you-rather question, Bishop. Okay. So I ask you, would you rather be three knuckles deep in the boss lady from Ted Lasso or Lepa Brena? So I don't know if you – have you ever seen Ted Lasso? That's a very important question. Definitely have not, and I would have said Lepa Brena anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me – let me find a picture of the boss. I thought this was going to be a, a lot harder of a question. Really? Uh, the, the 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 boss lady from uh, Ted Lasso is like a babe. She's like a like a cougar, I guess is what you would call her. Um, she's she's like a older lady, but still bringing her bringing the fastball. I'm gonna put a. Uh, a uh, picture of her in the chat here. Let me let, let me know your thoughts. Just quick thoughts here. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Uh, yeah, like I, I definitely would. Yeah, but not over Lepobrena. Not obviously. over Lepobrena. Huh? Nah. Yeah. I'm gonna. There's not much I wouldn't do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go. Uh, Hannah Waddingham is the name of the actress. And uh, man, uh, I love watching Ted Lasso. If you get, if you know what I mean, <laughs> she's she's a babe, and uh, I would let her do anything she wanted to me, basically. Yeah, old broads, they know what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they know what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't play no games. No, no, they're here. They're here <laughs> to take care of business. That's what they're here to do. <laughs> All right, last email, and we have a long one from Hattori Hanzo. I was efforting Hanzo to be on the podcast this week. I thought it would have been fun since we do play each other in the playoffs, but uh, he's traveling. He's back home in, in Michigan, so uh, he's, he doesn't have his normal equipment available. So he did send in a very nice email, so let's read that. And it's titled, Ditka Division Championship Banner. Here we go. And he says, tonight, I cannot be on the podcast because of a family shit that I was allegedly notified of before the fact. Whatever, at least there will be eggnog. That's good. Yeah. As the only full-blooded Serbian in this league, I am proud to raise the Ditka Division Championship banner in the rafters as a beacon of joy and hope for all NATO-oppressed peoples around the globe. <laughs> And, Thank you, Mike. Yeah, yes. we appreciate it. Yeah, I bet. 
Uh, a last-minute change to my roster cost me a victory and a clean division championship. When I saw Santino did not submit a roster, I thought all hope was lost. As fate would have it, his roster woke up again and realized they were NFL players and actually did shit. The table was set for Worm, and he failed. Failed to beat a division opponent with an incomplete roster, failed to win the division. This is a humiliation so total and complete that I will forgive him for the Clippers game. <laughs> Travis Etienne has been removed from my lineup after his vanishing act of, of one month running. And of course that means he will score three touchdowns and the guy I paid 70 fab dollars for will get no love, but I am rolling with said receiver and David Montgomery and the newly acquired Detroit Lions defense. Debating going with Cam Akers instead of David Montgomery, but not sure I like the I like a beat up Rams rolling into the frozen tundra on my final decision will be excuse me, but my final decision will be made prior to kickoff. So he's on the fence with that one. All right, taking it home here. As for my prediction, I am not unrealistic. And picking Tony. Nick Chubb has also had a slow month, and Kelsey has been held to pedestrian numbers the past few weeks. Barring a snowstorm inhib- inhibiting Josh Allen and Jalen Waddle, I don't think I have much of a chance. I like my chances if Cleveland gets the running ball running game going again, but I need to see it before I can count on it. So thank you, Hattori Hanzo, for a very long email. Hope you're doing well in Michigan. I hear hear there's a big storm coming through there, so hopefully he's not uh, affected too much. That was a long one. That was like the Giuseppe email a couple weeks ago, buddy. That sounded pretty long. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I I didn't know. Uh. You know. (laughs) Michael was a hundred percent full-blooded Serbian. Is that news? Is that news? We get a break here. Uh. I mean, I I was under the assumption he was always Serbian. I think he's more Serbian than than me for sure. Definitely yeah, worm. Definitely you. I, I'm pretty sure that's all. Of, are there any other Serbs in our league? No. No. We used to have. We used to be chock full of them. Yeah, like Sasha yeah, being, and Midic. Yeah, he was in the league too. Yeah, we used to. Now we're being ethnically cleansed. I noticed. <laughs> but we gained Micah back, so that's true. That's all right. Yeah. Um. I did not get a chance to ask Giuseppe for an audio clip or picks, so that's on me. I had a very busy week. Uh, I'm sure nobody cares. Um, so there's no audio clip. Um, let's talk about prediction results from last week. And uh, what a terrible week. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the worst week of predictions that has ever happened. How bad was it? So you and I led the way, Primetime. Oh, with two out of six, led the way with two out of six, and uh, our feelers commish ends up getting zero out of six. Bishop, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, very very crazy. A very terrible day of football, like across the board, um, and that trickled down to fantasy football, and it trickled down to our predictions. So. Uh, we're, we're still going here and I'm in the lead with 56. 
Giuseppe with 53, Bishop with 46, or 48, excuse me, and Turtle hasn't submitted picks in a couple weeks, so I'm not going to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> all right, we talked about waivers. We talked about the lack of bowl games. Um, I would love to have predicted some bowl games here, Bishop. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any. So, I guess we'll just get right into playoff matchups. What do you think? Want to get this over with? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we'll start off with the uh, the the two three seed here. So we have me with occasional crotch chop, winner of the balls Mahoney, versus the three seed. Micah Serbia, the winner of the Ditka. And this is funny to me because it's it's changed a bunch over the past couple days. I am a 10-point favorite, Bishop, okay? Okay. 10 points is pretty good, right? Um, However, Micah is a 51% chance of victory, according to RT Sports. I don't. I just don't understand it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, our team never, has never really made sense. I'm looking at the, the matchups to see if there's anything that stands out that that's why it would do that, and I don't really see that. <clears throat> uh, but I can take the lead on this one. Please. Uh, the one thing I did notice that caught my eye is uh, Baltimore, Cleveland over under is 37. <laughs> do you remember seeing a, a number that low before? I want to say that there was a Thursday night game last season that the over under was like 31 points and it was Good like god it was Cleveland and they were on like they had like Baker Mayfield had covid and like the other two backups were hurt it was like a fourth string quarterback Oh I do remember that game yeah yeah, yeah. it was a 31 over under and I bet the under and I hit I cashed really? that. Yeah, I cashed that. I remember it. Oh. And I don't know if it's just me, but there's no line in the Jets-Detroit uh, game. That's rather strange. That, does that mean it's a pick em? I think that means it's a pick em. Really? Yeah. I don't know that. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it has to be Tony, right? Like, there's, I, I can't see a path to victory for Micah. He might get a, a touchdown or two from Travis Kelsey because they're playing Houston, but I feel like they're just going to be up so huge. Like, any points he gets from Travis Kelsey, he has to get in the first half. Sure. Because they're going to be up so big in the, by the second half, they're not going to, uh, you know, be throwing the ball a lot. So he needs first half production from Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Eagles are playing the Bears yeah. in Chicago. I think that's going to be an interesting game because the Bears are terrible. And the fact that we're playing for the second overall pick is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But as a historically huge Bears fan, uh, whenever you want them to lose, they win. Whenever you want them to win, they lose. So, like, now that we're in this, like, suck for whoever the second overall pick would be, we're going to end up on, like, a streak now. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I I think it's it's gotta be you, Tony, right? Like I, I I just like I said, I don't see a path for Micah, with all due respect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Tony here for sure. 
Yeah, like I said, I don't have picks from Giuseppe or Turtle, so um, I I don't know what with which they which way they would lean here. Uh, I I'm I think I'm gonna win? Question mark. Like the playoffs are always tough. Like obviously it's a new season. Like whatever happened in the regular season, you could just throw it out the window, right? It comes down to matchups and injuries, and in this case, maybe weather, because. Buffalo plays Miami this week and uh, it's in, it's in Buffalo. And last time I checked the forecast, it's two to five inches of snow are predicted uh, during the game. So if it's a blizzard, that's probably not going to be good for me because I got Josh Allen, obviously. And I have Jalen Waddle who's been struggling lately. And I don't know if I don't, I don't think a a, a blizzard would do Jalen Waddle any favors. So that's a little tricky. Uh, I do have Devonte Adams going against Bill Belichick, which scares me. Um, the, the The New England Patriots defense has like just locked down teams this year, so that's a little scary. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's playing on a Thursday, which is never good, uh, <laughs> but they do get to play Seattle, who can't really stop anybody. Uh, well. I, I think playing on Thursday is good for rushing the ball. You think if so? If I recall correctly. Yeah, I think it was just QBs and wide receivers that usually struggle. Yeah. And Joe Mixon, my other guy, he gets to play Tampa. So a lot of a lot of tough matchups, a lot of weird situations. And Travis Kelsey does scare me. Like, that guy can rattle off three touchdowns in the, in the first half, like he said, and then yeah. just pack it in. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he... he, he Patrick Mahomes owes him for the last cup, past couple weeks. He hasn't caught a touchdown, so I think uh, I think that's definitely a, a blowout possibility. Uh, Zay Jones is a bit of a stretch for me. Um, I know he's he, he catch a touchdown last week. He did catch a touchdown last week. Uh, I don't know. I just I just there's a lot of options there in in Jacksonville. Uh, Evan Ingram has been stealing a lot of a lot of touches lately. I don't know. It's just kind of it's 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 Jacksonville versus Dallas. I mean, I got Christian Kirk on my team, so it's that's another tough matchup for me. But I think Kirk is more part of the offense than Zay Jones, so I give I give Kirk the edge in this in that matchup um, this week. Oh, man, and you know, David Montgomery might struggle very mightily against the against the Eagles. Um, they they could be getting their ass kicked heavily, and that'll kind of take him out of the game. And you mentioned Jalen Hurts versus the Bears, but the 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 Bears are playing at home, and they play better at home. So, I, I man, I th- I think this is a close game. I th- I think uh, I think like it's gonna be like a three point victory for me. I think it's gonna be a nail biter. Um, Micah's going with the Detroit Lions defense. Bishop, do, do you have any thoughts there? Because in close games, like defense and special teams can play a big part. I mean, his, uh, you know what? Uh, I think that might be a mistake. His, his backup is Carolina Panthers, and they're playing at home to Pittsburgh, and that game has a 37.5 over under. Mm-hmm. And we saw how bad Pittsburgh looked. Uh, they almost, I mean, they did lose to Baltimore, right? To a third string quarterback <laughs> Tyler from Baltimore. Huntley, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I might make the switch to the Panthers, actually. 
but he's he's uh, got Lions confidence. He's he's in his home state. Maybe he's just feeling the energy. The trouble I see with that one is the Lions are on the road, and they don't play well on the road. So I think I think he he might be. <laughs> I think he might be rooting against uh, his best interest here. On the other hand, I got the Baltimore Ravens taking on Cleveland. We mentioned the, the terrible performances from the Cleveland Browns. So I think I get the edge there, and I'm going to need all the points I can get this week. So I think the defense is, is going to matter in this matchup, and I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a nail-biter, and I think I'll win. So uh, Good luck, Micah. I hope... Uh, Hope you enjoy the game, and uh, I hear bleach smoothies are all the rage this week. And let's go to the next matchup, which features the one seed, Pee Wee McLean Cologne Rocks versus Matt's. I bills leave, I can fly. I used to think that I could not go Which is a shout out to I Believe I Can Fly by uh, everybody's favorite, R. Kelly. Oof, that's a tough one. <laughs> is this from like the Space Jam soundtrack? It looks like. Is yeah, it? I believe so, and I haven't heard this song in like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's a good reason. Yeah. R. Kelly's in jail for like <laughs> peeing on like, underage yeah, women. Pe- <laughs> peeing on little girls. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what the thing was. Yes. So, uh, yeah, these guys played each other last week, and the way that this league does it, the number one seed plays the wild card. Doesn't matter if you're in the same division. Doesn't matter if you played each other last week, which happened. So we get to run it back here. Pee Wee McLean is opens the matchup here as an 11 point favorite, but a 74 percent chance to win according to RT Sports, which. As we talked about last matchup, it just doesn't make any sense. So I'll I'll leave this one off here. Um, we had we have uh, we have Matt getting Aaron Jones back off a bye. Um, Pee Wee McLean playing a couple players that I'm or actually three players that I'm actually kind of worried about. Um, Jarek McKinnon had a kind of a fluky game last week. I think he's banking on, you know, a lot of garbage time and a lot of rushing. But I don't think it's going to be Jarek McKinnon. I think it's going to be that other guy, Isaiah Pacheco. I see that's that's a major that's – a, that's a gamble right there. Um, he's playing a Jet in a that's playoff game. That's always positive. Yeah, that's always positive. It's a positive for you? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean – Detroit's been playing some good defense lately, and they got a, they got a good cornerback. Uh, that Jeff Okuda guy, he's probably going to be matched up on Garrett Wilson. So uh, that's that's another one I'm not too sure about. And Christian Watson coming back here. Uh, that guy, if he doesn't catch touchdowns or rush touchdowns, he's not going to have a good game. And uh, I don't know. I. I'm I'm not really feeling this lineup from uh, Pee Wee McLean. I think I'm going to take Matt to win this matchup. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Ooh. I think I'm going to do it. Um, I think I'm going to. Oh, man, 
yeah, I'm gonna take Pee Wee. Uh, the only thing I'd be worried about uh, if I was Pee Wee is uh, Tyreek Hill uh, against Buffalo. I think uh, that's gonna be a. I think he usually does pretty well. Uh, actually, I, I, I don't know. Since I'm in Buffalo, that's probably snowing. That might not be a good match. I don't know. <laughs> this, yeah, like like you said, this is difficult. I'm just gonna be contrarian and take Pee Wee. Okay. Uh, like we said, if Patrick Mahomes puts up a bunch of touchdowns by halftime, I think he's gonna be in good position. Austin Eckler too at home against Tennessee. We just saw um, what's his name, the greatest running back in the NFL apparently, Miles Sanders. Is that who they played last week? Uh, no, it was. Oh no, it was the Giants. Yeah. Who Tennessee play last week? Tennessee played. Fuck, I can't remember. I know. Uh, I know that they have a really stingy rush defense, but like that's not really Austin Eckler's game. He's he's more of the yeah. mini receiver. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's why I think he's gonna have. A they good played game. Jacksonville and they shut out uh, Travis Etienne last week. The Tennessee. Ah, Titans. that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Uh. But like yeah, like you said, I think he's a receiving guy. I think I actually think Ceedee Lamb's gonna show up too because they're playing Jacksonville, the team we just talked about. Uh, he might he might be due for a good game. Uh, I, I I think it'll be close, but yeah, I'll definitely take Dewey. Yeah, uh, let's talk. A, let me talk a quick little bit about Matt's team here. He's, he gets Justin Fields off a of bye. He gets Aaron Jones off a of bye. And Miles Sanders versus the Bears could be real, real good for him. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, I think Matt can pull this off two weeks in a row and take down Pee Wee McLean. Uh, I just see a lot of gambling in in his in Pee Wee's lineup, and I don't know if it's a good time to be gambling, Bishop. Uh, they always say like, you know, dance with who brung you. That's what they mm-hmm. say. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. And uh, never venture studs. Yeah, never venture studs. The only thing I could I can maybe swing the tides here is if Kenneth Walker is healthy. I think he might play this week. So, yeah, if he if he's healthy and good to go, then that might be a a way to go. But I think that's a Thursday night game against against San Francisco. So that's a tough play too. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna fl- I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the underdog. I'm gonna take Matt to win. And that's going to do it for the playoff slash week 14 hybrid show. Uh, if you stuck through the entire time, we thank you greatly. And good luck to the playoff teams. And I want to see some goddamn bowl games. Bishop, get on that. I'm posting on the message board right now. All right. Well, this has been the Fantasy Football Scoop and Scoop. now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.